Talk Radio. Discussing, we're all trying to figure it out. How can the Democrats prove Joe Biden? What can they do about their Joe Biden problem? Got a little more insight into that today here on this Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, InfoWars War Room Election Headquarters Transmission. With 266 days left till the election, this is your election headquarters. It's the fastest three uh, hours on the internet, and it starts now. I've got a stack of news on Joe Biden. And I talked about this yesterday. I did a whole two-hour stream on this last night because I'm really trying to figure it out. What is the Democrats' plan to remove Joe Biden? And I look at all the anomalies. Like, well, why would they be campaigning and raising funds for Joe right now? if they were just going to oust him in the end. Bill Clinton campaigning, Barack Obama campaigning, raising funds for Joe Biden. The Democrats all saying we're all behind Joe. It doesn't make any sense to me. But then you've got the special counsel report. You've got Joe Biden fumbling and bumbling. You've got the bad policy that they can all blame on him. And then you have Joe saying, I'm not going anywhere. You have other news stories today saying Joe is the one. Stop with the conspiracy theories. But if they're going to remove Joe Biden, I think one thing is clear. They're going to need his cooperation. They're going to need his consent. So how can they do that? I think I've got the idea. I think there's a clear path to this now for the Democrats. And we're going to discuss that with all the other news. Then on the other side, there's Donald Trump, who they're just trying to overtly remove from the election and there's some big developments happening now on their four cases against Trump all having uh, major impactful moments this week and last so they're gonna have to subtly remove Joe but they're gonna have to not so subtly remove Donald Trump and so we're gonna get into all of that today and then the latest border numbers huh You know, hate to say I told you so, barely even says it. And we can congratulate Greg Abbott on good rhetoric, and we can congratulate Greg Abbott on saying some good things and doing some good things, but what what did I say the ultimate tell would be? Will the numbers actually go down? Well, the latest numbers are in, ladies and gentlemen. They've not gone down. They've gone up. They've gone up. So, and I'm usually the guy when we get people that that maybe we're cynical about or skeptical of when they do the right thing and say the right thing, I'm normally the guy that says, hey, let's give them some love. Let's show them some support. But with the Abbott situation, I've been around the block a few too many times here. And so he's said a lot of good things. He's done a lot of good things. But what is the result? Nothing. And the latest numbers now prove it. As we are now on pace... We are now on pace for the most illegal immigrants crossing the border 
in one year so far in 2024, which is just par for the course because that record was set in Joe Biden's first year in 2021, Joe Biden's second year in 2022, and then last year. So the Biden administration has set a record every single year for illegal immigrants crossing the border, and they're set to do it again. They're on pace to do it again. And the latest numbers are actually, I mean, we'll, we'll do the math on what we're on pace for, but th- this would be like, this would be like a major league ball player on pace to hit 162 home runs. I mean, <laughs> I mean, folks, it, it's unbelievable. And just like we said, well, maybe they don't come to Texas. They'll just find another way to get in. And that's exactly what they're doing. So we got all of that and more coming up today on the InfoWars War Room. Election Headquarters, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Nothing less than a knight. Shining. They'll hunt him. They'll set the dogs on him. Because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room. With Owen Schroyer. Hottest topics of conversation. What are the Democrats going to do about their Joe Biden problem? And I've spent a long time thinking about this, pontificating on this, broadcasting about this, taking calls on this. I did it again for two hours last night on a rumble stream. I've been reading all the different angles, listening to all the different experts. And and while still today, if I had to make a bet who's going to be the Democrat nominee, I'd probably still bet Joe Biden. However, that's if I was forced to make a bet. And Biden, I would still say, is the front runner. But clearly there is an agenda to remove Joe Biden. Clearly, there is a necessity to remove Joe Biden. But what's the catch? You would need Joe Biden's consent to do it. And so there is going to be a lot of underhanded and undermining activity going on inside the Democrat Party and inside the Biden administration until August 19th, which is the DNC in Chicago, Illinois. And it's going to have to all be done before then, I would say. I don't think they can switch after the nomination. It'd be too late at that point. It'd be way too damaging, way too risky. So I would say the Democrats, if they're going to remove Joe Biden, it's going to have to be before August 19th, and they're going to have to have Joe Biden's consent to to do it. I don't think they can bet on Joe Biden having some sort of a negative health catastrophe before then. That's too unpredictable. There's no control over that. So they're going to need to be in control of this situation. And their plans to get Donald Trump off the ballot are not going so well. So 
they're going to have to find a viable candidate, and it's not Joe Biden. And then, of course, it's starting to make the national news how there's all this infighting inside the Biden administration. Nobody likes Kamala Harris. Nobody can stand Joe Biden. This is the New York Post front page. Biden team at each other's throats over border bungling. Aides throw bitch-ass rivals under bus. Kamala Harris inept, dodges blame. So so imagine imagine the catastrophe that's going on inside the Democrat Party right now. Somebody's loving it. Somebody's loving the absolute destruction internally of the Biden administration. It might be Barack Obama, but somebody's loving this. And imagine Kamala Harris with her, with her arrogance, and she's feeling it. She's thinking she's about to be the president of the United States. And they might have to cut a deal with Kamala to eventually get Joe out. They probably don't want to run Kamala, but they might have to cut some deal and say, well, you might have to be the president for a couple months, but we're not, we're not running you. You're, you're not campaigning for president. That, that's a disaster. You're, you're nowhere near competent enough for that. but they might need her cooperation. And remember, it was Kamala Harris that accused Joe Biden of being an avid racist during the Democrat debates in 2020. So there's probably still some lingering animosity there. I mean, I don't know, unless Democrats just accuse people of being a racist and don't really mean it. Maybe that's what it is. But no, Kamala Harris said Joe Biden was an avid racist. Said it was because of Joe Biden that uh, girls that looked like her, couldn't ride the school bus. So maybe there's some lingering animosity there, but she's ready. She says, Kamala Harris says, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to get down on my knees and serve. Kamala Harris attacks Joe Biden's record on busing and working with segregationists and vicious exchange, exchange with Biden at Democrat debate. So there could be a deal cut here where Kamala gets to claim first female president takes part in the ouster of Joe Biden, and then the Democrats get to run an actual viable candidate like Gavin Newsom. That might be their pipe dream, but how do they get Joe Biden to go along with it? You've got stories all over the news today. Get used to it. Biden isn't going anywhere. The GOP fantasy crowd is so accustomed to conspiracy theories that they're betting the Democrats will switch candidates at the last minute. Now, that's not to say the people at Politico know that Biden isn't going anywhere or or they might be lost in the sauce of the Democrats saying they're behind Joe Biden too, but this is all over the news and it's Republican conspiracy theorists think Joe Biden's going to be replaced. And of course you have uh, the big bank president saying it's not going to be Biden. You have Nikki Haley saying it's not going to be Biden. You have Donald Trump saying it's not going to be Biden. Biden thinks it's going to be Biden. Even Kamala Harris is ready to serve for Joe Biden. But there's two problems that Joe Biden can't avoid. And that one is his health and two, his corruption. And and both of these issues are coming to the fore now. 
elderly Joe Biden hits his head on Marine One as questions over his mental acuity continue following devastating special counsel report. So he hits his head on the helicopter. It's just a total embarrassment. It's just a total embarrassment. Biden departed from Delaware to Washington, D.C. He was on vacation again. Once he arrived back in the nation's capital, video footage captured Biden putting himself in harm's way. The video starts with Biden slowly emerging from the helicopter, hunches over as he begins to exit, but he misjudges the height of the top frame and smacks his head on it. And he was already loopy enough. You can only imagine now. Somebody put a helmet on that man. Some people believe it's Jill Biden actually running the show and that Jill Biden is so obsessed with herself being the first lady and herself living in the White House that she's the one that's not letting Joe go away. She's the one that's telling Joe he needs to keep running. She's the one that refuses to let go of the power. I mean, look, Joe Biden can't even walk right, folks. He can't even walk right. I mean, sometimes you can just look at a person by the way they walk and know something ain't, ain't right there. Yeah, that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden's upcoming physical exam will not include a cognitive test, White House says. Biden will not take a cognitive test during physical exam. Well, I wonder why not. I wonder why not. You'd think with all the headlines out there about Joe Biden's failed mental state, you'd think with... The special counsel report just coming out claiming Joe Biden is mentally unfit. You'd think this would be the perfect time to prove it all wrong. Take that cognitive test. Take that mental test. And instead, they're going to pass. And we all know why. And Corrine Jean-Pierre was forced to admit this to the White House press corps during the press conference. Joe Biden will not be taking his cognitive test. I mean, even his physical exam results might not be so good, but he is still alive, as far as we can tell. He might look like a cadaver, but he is still alive. So you've got the health problems for Joe Biden. But I don't know if that's ultimately what brings Joe Biden down. I think it's the corruption. And there were multiple hearings happening in the Capitol today Tony Bobolinsky tells Congress Biden sold out America, says Joe Biden enabled his son of, to sell access to the most dangerous adversaries of the United States. On Tuesday, today, former Hunter Biden business partner Tony Bobolinsky will testify before the House Oversight Committee behind closed doors in the House impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. In September 2022, Bobolinsky accused the FBI of burying all of the information he gave to them on the Biden crime family. The FBI has been covering up for Joe Biden. But there might be another reason for this. Tony Bobolinsky, quote, the only reason any of these international business transactions took place with tens of millions of dollars flowing directly to the Biden family was because Joe Biden was in high office the Biden family business was Joe Biden, period. By the way, there was another development that's now emerged here. The documents or some of the documents that Joe Biden, the classified documents that Joe Biden had illegally 
Some of them were actually Senate documents. So, so now people are wondering, how did Joe Biden get Senate documents? The only way Joe Biden, while vice president, would have had access to Senate documents is if he went into the Senate skiff, where you're not allowed to leave or bring anything in. So did Joe Biden go into a Senate skiff and then steal documents? This is a whole nother development now. And why was Joe Biden stealing classified documents and hoarding them in Hunter Biden's crack house? So Bobolinsky testifying behind closed doors today. And there's going to be more. There's going to be more coming out dealing with the Biden impeachment inquiry and Biden's mental issues that end up bringing him down. But when you look at the special counsel putting Biden in between a rock and a hard place, either you're mentally unfit to serve and face trial or you're mentally fit to serve and face trial, which is it going to be? If you go to trial, you're done. So my guess is, and I don't know if Joe Biden, who knows if Joe Biden even knows what's going on, quite frankly. Jill Biden might be acting as a surrogate in these negotiations. But I I think the plan now, what I think is going on, if they're going to replace Joe Biden, he has to agree to it, A. Because, I mean, really, he could pull the whole, he could pull the whole curtain off the whole thing if he wanted. It's like, okay, you're going to take me down. Well, you're all going to go down. You're going to tell me that I was selling political influence for money. Well, guess what? So are all you. So uh, go ahead and play that game. You want to play a little game of political chicken? Let's do it. Is Joe Biden even there uh, enough in the head to play something like that? Possibly. I think the move is they're going to tell Joe, you're dead to rights, bud. You're dead to rights. You are a wanton criminal. You're not even smart about it. And now they have all the evidence against you. You're shot. So you've got two options. You can either face these charges and run for president or you're going to step aside and you're going to say it's because of physical reasons. You're going to say it's because of maybe it is mentally unfit, physically unfit, whatever it is, you're too old. And maybe that's the play. Biden says, I'm too old. Trump's too old. It's time for us to just look in the mirror and say that's enough. But I think if they're going to remove Biden, that's how they're going to do it. They're going to say, Joe, you're either facing trial or you're going to step aside. But but look, we can protect you enough. We won't charge you. You won't go to trial. You can ride off into the sunset with all your stolen loot. We'll even throw you a pizza party on the way out. But you're going to step aside. You're going to claim it's for health reasons. And we're going to replace you before the DNC. Okay, or you're going to face trial. Take your pick. And your whole family is going to go down, by the way. It's not just going to be you. Your whole family is going to go down. And in that instance, I believe Joe Biden steps aside. And no amount of squawking and and hemming and hawing from Jill Biden is going to stop it. Now, there's other issues that the Democrats have with Joe Biden, and that's that he's vastly unpopular. His policies have failed. His economy has failed. There's bad economic news for Biden today. 
Inflation hotter than expected, up 3.1% over the last year. Overall prices up 18% since Joe Biden took office. The stock market got hit hard by that today. Consumer prices rose 0.3% more than expected. Annual rate 3.1%. Surging restaurant prices are making dining out even more of a luxury. And it gets into the numbers there. Prices up at restaurants up uh, 5%. Uh, Grocery prices up year over year 1%. I mean, so while Joe Biden is in office, and, and, and this is very measurable, observable, while Joe Biden has been in office, your grocery bill has likely close to doubled. Uh, and inflation has been probably up over 10% now. When you look at it since Joe Biden took office, it's about 10%. So, you know, count that into the grocery bill, the energy bill, everything else. So, so the cost of living has gone up at least 10% under Joe Biden. And another observable trait of this if you eat out, I, I remember, I mean, specifically when Trump was president, I've lived in Austin since 2016, and that, that first year of living here, I didn't, I didn't eat out too much, and then I started to kind of go out to dinner more, it just, it was just easier, when we started hosting the War Room in 2017, so I had less time to cook at home, so I started eating out more. But I mean, 2017, 2018, 2019, Friday, Saturday, I mean, sometimes Thursday, Sunday nights, you couldn't even get a reservation at a restaurant in downtown Austin. Like, forget about it. You show up to some restaurants, don't take reservations, you're waiting 40 minutes. I mean, restaurants were filled. Everybody was going out to eat. I go to the same restaurants, same weekends, whatever. I go to the same restaurants, no line, no wait, reservation, 7 o'clock, hottest time to go to restaurants. That's the Biden economy. And I'll talk because, I, you know, I know some bartenders here. I know the normal waiters and waitress, waitresses that take care of me, and I'll ask them. Be like, hey, have you guys noticed a downtick? Like, yeah. And they always say, you know, after COVID, but we know what it really is. It's after Biden. And this is a big story. And it's always, it comes out, oh, Thanksgiving dinner cost you more. Christmas gifts cost you more. Now people go into debt just to have Christmas. And now that's, I think, what, is Valentine's Day tomorrow? So it's a big night. People go out to eat. And they're like, well, so they, the news says, oh, you're going out for Valentine's. You're going to pay 10% more on your dining bill. And then Joe Biden says, This is because of the companies doing this. No, it's the policies. It's your policies. And yes, the stock market took a big hit today in response to this news as well. Wealthy Californians are ditching the state for Arizona. Yeah, Democrats love destroying their own states and then moving to red states and destroying that too. Well, where are you going to go, Democrats? Where are all you liberals going to go when you've destroyed the whole country? Where are you going to go? You're ditching New York. You're ditching Illinois. You're ditching California. You're going to Florida and Texas and Arizona. You're moving to the red states and then you're just going to destroy those states. Where are you going to go then? Where are liberal Democrats going to go when they've destroyed everything? 
Okay. So the cost of living goes up. Inflation goes up. Most Americans don't even have a a, a month's worth of bills in their savings. They don't have any money saved up to handle an emergency financial situation. Half of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Joe Biden says that shows the economy strong. But no, that, that shows that the economy's weak. But don't worry, because the Senate is able to find $95 billion for Ukraine and for Israel. It's just disgusting. And they call it a national security bill. This this infuriates me. This makes me so mad. This Every American should be outraged by this. This is just unreal how disgusting our Senate is, how disgusting our Congress is. The final vote, 70 yes, 29 no. Oh, we've got the list of Republicans that voted for it, the Republicans in the Senate who just stabbed you in the back, a national security bill that only has money for Israel and Ukraine. Mitch McConnell, John Thune, John Boozman, Shelley Moore Capito, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, John Cornyn, Kevin Kramer, Mike Crapo, Joni Ernst, Chuck Grassley, that's a big letdown. John Hoban, John Kennedy, another big letdown. Jerry Moran, Lisa Murkowski, John Risch, Mitt Romney, Mike Rounds, Dan Sullivan, Tom Thills, Roger Wicker, and Todd Young. Stabbed you in the back, a national security bill, $95 billion for foreign countries while Americans are suffering, $0 for America, $0 for the border, and they call it a national security bill. It's disgusting. But, folks, we're standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsTore.com, then I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsTore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a T-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, Infowarstore.com. Or triple eight two five three three one three nine. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. The American way of life is under attack. This is the War Room. Joe Biden is not fit for office and is a national security risk. Joe Biden is losing his memory. He can't remember key times, people, or locations. The special counsel report on Biden's mishandling of classified information states that he forgot when he left his post as vice president. It even states directly that he has poor memory and questions his mental state. 
We can't trust Biden to lead this country. Vote Donald Trump to make America great again. Now that was put together by a great Twitter account, Chief Trumpster. But see, that's what the Republicans should be spending money on, not Ronna Romney, McDaniel's butt and lip fillers and floral bouquets and limousine rides and everything else. They should be going after Biden. They should be exposing the crimes. Hell, pay Tony Bobolinsky to cut an ad. But no, not this Republican Party. They're going to spend money on Nikki Haley. Good Lord. That's what they're going to do. And that's what they've done, and they're not even going to tell her to get out of Trump's way. It's just obnoxious. It's just obnoxious. Well, I got to tell you, we have been very fortunate here in Austin, Texas. Normally, January, February, March, and then even sometimes into April, hardly any sun Usually just cloudy and rainy and just gross. It's my it's my least favorite time of the year. But I'm we're a little fortunate here. We've we've had a bit of a mild winter, uh, no deep freeze, uh, very little rain, and um, somewhat somewhat good sunny days here. Uh, but it is winter, so I still like to supplement with vitamin D. But there's a major snowstorm going on in the Northeast right now. And uh, you might not have seen the sun very recently, and so you might want to find a vitamin D supplement to make sure you're getting your vitamin D during this cold and flu season. And, of course, we have the source at InfoWarsStore.com. That's Winter Sun Plus, the liquid tincture under the sun, or the vitamin D3 gummies, which are just great-tasting gummies with all the vitamin D3 in there for your daily value as well. Now, the liquid tincture, obviously great for adults. You put the dropper under the tongue, easy absorption, and you're getting the vitamin D3 you need to keep your immune system strong. But when it comes to your kids, you know, they might not be interested in that. But we got the solution. The vitamin D3 gummies, great for kids. You put a couple of those out on the counter every morning, and they're going to love you, and they're going to think you're the coolest parent ever because you let them eat gummies in the morning? Oh, my gosh. You're the coolest parent of all time, but little will they know that you're just making sure they're supplementing with vitamin D3 so that they can't miss any school. No flu, no cold, just the vitamin D3 gummies from InfoWarsStore.com. And, of course, as I said, Winter Sun Plus Liquid Tincture, both 40% off, both 40% off this winter to make sure that you're getting your vitamin D3 from InfoWarsStore.com. And, of course, you're not just supporting your immune system. You're supporting us as well to keep us on the air and to bring you the news and the great guests. I got a great guest coming up. I can't believe this story is not uh, more covered. And that's the story of Carbon Mike. That is his nickname, Dexter Taylor. And folks, when you when you realize the attack on the Second Amendment, uh, what what they've done to this gentleman, it is stunning. It is scary. I mean, we are truly living with with the modern-day tyrants. I mean, we have the authoritarians breathing down our necks right now, and it's the Democrats, and they really don't like your Second Amendment. I mean, they even if you just are a man that keeps yourself, doesn't bother anybody, just likes to make guns, build guns, test guns, they're coming for you. 
And that's the story that we're going to be covering in the third hour today. But let's do this in the meantime. Where should we go? I mean, I got Biden fumbling around during a press conference. Here's Joe Biden, just some clips at his recent press conference. And uh, he's slurring, he's stammering, he's forgetting where he is. There's many awkward moments. Here it is in clip 10. Let me start by welcoming His Majesty, the King of Jordan. He's been a good friend. Abdul, welcome back to the White House, man. Welcome back. And he reaches over for a shake and doesn't know what's going on. Along with Queen Rihanna, who is meeting with Jill now, and the Queen and the Crown Prince Hussein. Is the prince out there? He doesn't know where he is. I thought he was coming out. At any rate, Your Majesty, over to you. He awkwardly steps back. He's looking around. He walks to the other side. And then he gets confused and says, actually, I'm going to go back to the other side Mr. now. Side. Sorry. Mr. President. And then doesn't take any questions from the press. So uh, there's Joe Biden today. Not looking so good. Of course, what's new and, and, you know, that, that's the ultimate thing is that we knew this. So that's what's so disgusting about the leftist media and the Democrat Party. I mean, the real question is, you want to save America, answer this question. When are the Democrat voters going to be sick of being lied to? When are Democrat voters going to be sick of being lied to? Oh, oh, now 86% of Americans say Joe Biden's mental fitness is a problem and he shouldn't be president Well, this has been the case since 2019, 2020. This has been the case since he was running against Donald Trump. Have you seen this before? This is Weekend at Biden's. Now I'm going to play this here and say, wait, wait a second. That sounds like it's from 2020. It is. Everybody knew Joe Biden was mentally and physically unfit four years ago. This was a campaign ad put together by, by some Internet folks that supported Trump. Weekend at Bernie's, four years ago we knew this guy couldn't handle it. Clip five. So let me get this straight. Less than a month to election day, and this is our candidate? Yep. All we have to do is get him elected, and then we can do whatever we want. Boy, how that turned out to be true. Imagine what they're going to do next. This fall, get ready for a presidential candidate unlike any other. I think we're good. Not good. Weekend at Biden. How long do we have to keep this up? November 3rd. So that's the kind of stuff the Republicans should be putting on cable news and, and, and ball games and everything coming up. And, and you wouldn't even know, except for maybe the date. I think this year's election is uh, November 6th, I, I believe. But if it wasn't for them all wearing masks, you would think that that was for... 2024. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, now we know Joe Biden is mentally incompetent and unfit. 
Oh, yeah, now we know Joe Biden was doing illegal business dealings with his son, Hunter. Well, uh, uh, no, actually, we have known that. We've known that for four years. The only people that didn't know that were Democrats and liberals. But but now even they're admitting it. Now 50% of liberals say it looked like Joe Biden committed crimes with his son, Hunter. Now 50% of liberals say Joe Biden is mentally and physically unfit to be president. Hell, more than half of America thinks Joe Biden got in illegitimately and it was stolen from Trump. Yeah, well, you know, we told you that. But see, you got lied to by Democrats. So that's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. When are Democrat voters going to be sick of being lied to? Are they ever going to be sick of being lied to? But maybe they like being lied to because they like to lie to you, like about their gender or about their race. Even, even poor old, maybe we should play, should we play Sonny Hostin finding out that she's a descendant of slave owners? That's rich. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. Infowars.com forward slash show. Yes, there it is. Your secure southern border. Not so secure at all. The illegal immigrant invasion continues, ladies and gentlemen. In record numbers, in fact, we did the math 
about a month or so ago. In three years under Joe Biden, the year 2021, the year 2022, the year 2023, all record years, individual, individually all record years for illegal immigrants, but combined three years under Joe Biden was nearly double the illegal immigrants that got in in the last 10 years. So these are astronomical numbers. This would be like Barry Bonds hitting 170 home runs in the season and not 70. That's how absurd and ludicrous these numbers are. And we're now on pace, and and maybe we should do the math on this. Maybe we should just do the math on this to see what we're actually on pace for. Uh, You know, uh, Barry Bonds is on pace to hit 800 home runs in the in the 2004 or whatever year he hit 70 home runs, Barry Bonds is on pace to hit 180 home runs. Barry Bonds is on pace to hit 500 home runs in one season. That's these numbers. That's these ludicrous numbers. So it was 2 million 2021, a record. It was 2.7 million 2022, a record. It was 3.2 million 2023, a record. And we're on pace to blow that away. Blow that away. 2024, so far, 988,000 illegal immigrants have entered the country. So let's just do some math here, which is not my strongest suit. But guys, let me first let me ask the crew if you think this would be fair. Because this is not even two months. So would it be fair for me to round this up to one million? And then just count that as two months. Is that fair, guys? I think that's fair. I think that's probably even, that's what I'm thinking. I think that's probably even conservative. So we'll say in two months, you've had a million. So that means you're on pace. I didn't even need the calculator. I'm smarter than the average college student. That means you're on pace for six million illegal immigrants this year. Six million. And that'll put it on record 12 million under Joe Biden. Which will be what, actually? 13, 14, 15 million? Under one administration, Joe Biden. These are ludicrous numbers, ladies and gentlemen. These are ludicrous numbers. These These numbers are not even real. But yet here we are. So Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees is going to hit 500 home runs this season. Name your name your favorite home run baseball player. Mark McGuire is going to hit 10,000 home runs in one season. This is outrageous. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw 30,000 touchdowns in the next football season. Alex Ovechkin is going to score 500 goals in one season. I mean, that's how outrageous this is. It's it, You wouldn't even believe it if it wasn't happening. So this is just part of the Biden agenda, which is not the Biden agenda. It's the Democrat Party agenda. They're committing all these crimes under Joe Biden They're committing the border invasion, and then it's all going to fall on Joe Biden. We'll all blame Joe Biden. We'll call it the Biden border invasion, and I'm guilty of this. But but this is the Democrats. This is the deep state committing all these atrocities, committing all this treason, 
committing all this crime in the name of Joe Biden so that the Democrat Party doesn't get devastated by it, the deep state doesn't get devastated by it, and then you just say, oh, it's just Joe Biden. No, it was just Joe Biden. No, this is a deep state UN Democrat Party takeover and invasion. And Biden is the front man. Biden is the fall guy. And then they have stories at Axios, and they call it Trump's border crisis. I'm not even kidding you. Why the past three presidents have all faced border crises. Crises, crises. So they can't deny that there's a border crisis under Joe Biden anymore. First they deny, deny, deny. Now they say, okay, well, yeah, but it was Trump's fault, or it's the Republicans' fault, or, well, every president had their border invasions. No. No. Joe Biden has three record straight years of illegal immigrants entering the country, and he's set to smash the record this year. Oh, Mark McGuire hit 60 home runs this year. Mark McGuire hit 120 home runs this year. Mark McGuire hit 250 home runs. Mark McGuire hit 500 home runs in one season. That's Joe Biden. So, I mean, look at I mean, these people. They lie to themselves. They put Obama, who, for Obama's credit, he had a really strong border. And they put Obama, they put Obama's numbers, which are very low, and Biden's are triple, quadruple Joe Biden. Joe Biden's illegal border entries are quadruple, quintuple Obama's. And they say, here's Obama's crisis. And it's like a tiny little bar on the graph. And then they say, here's Biden's crisis. And they act like it's the same thing. I mean, can you be more any dishonest with yourself, with your audience? Oh, it's Trump's border crisis, though. Oh, it's Obama's border crisis, though. Oh, every president has a border crisis. Okay. Yeah, I'd I'd actually agree that under Obama, 400,000 illegal immigrants entering the country every year was a crisis. So then what do you call it when it's 3 million a year under Joe Biden? Uh, imminent danger, total collapse, criminal activity. So, oh, the border's secure, the border's secure, the border's secure. Well, uh, yeah, well, the border's not secure, but it's Trump's fault and every president has its problems. And then they're going to find $95 billion for Ukraine and Israel. So, $100 billion a year annually for illegal immigrants, $100 billion a year annually for illegal immigrants to feed them, clothe them, shelter them, transport them all around the country, process them, $100 billion a year annually, while the American people suffer financially. $95 billion signed today by Senate, by the U.S. Senate, $95 billion, and they call it a national security bill. For whose national security? Not ours. Ukraine's and Israel's, as Israel is engaged in a massive genocide. They just published the latest numbers. 13,000 children have died in Gaza, and they're estimating about 35,000 Palestinians dead, 13,000 of them children. And, 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 and we're funding that. It's disgusting. How many dead Ukrainians for this war? 100,000? 
But see, there's plenty of money for Ukraine. There's plenty of money for Israel. There's plenty of money for the illegal immigrants. But the American people are suffering financially. And so, so see, that's like the ultimate frustration, though, is that we, we in America, and Tucker Carlson talks about this all the time, we in America could be living like kings beyond even what we have now. We don't have to have subways where you get mugged. That are, We could have state-of-the-art subways. I mean, we could have maglev technology. We could have the best airports. We could have the best infrastructure, new bridges, new skylines, new railways. I mean, think about... Okay, $200 billion one year, and that's, and that's being con- conservative. $200 billion in one year that we'll give to Ukraine, Israel, and illegal immigrants. Boy, what could we do with that money here? They build a football stadium. I believe the most expensive stadium ever built was the one in Las Vegas that they just had the Super Bowl in. It was like $1.2 billion or something. Guys, guys, find out how much that Allegiant Stadium in, in Las Vegas costs. Awesome facility. Great. They had a Super Bowl there. Big concerts tour there. It's like a billion dollars. 1.9. Okay, 1.9 billion. Imagine, so you could build how many of those with $200 billion? You could build 100 of those. I'm not saying we need 100 football stadiums. The point is that we could have the best airports. We could have the best subways. We could have the best trains. We could have the best infrastructure. We could have the best everything. We, the American people that built it. But no, our money, our treasure, our future all gets given away to Ukraine and Israel and illegal immigrants. And we sit here in these slums looking at our bank accounts sitting at zero. And I'm sick and damn tired of it. I'm not perfect. I'm under a lot of stress. But if I didn't have the supplements we have we promote, I wouldn't be able to continue to be on air. And when you go to InfoWarsStore.com, you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them. Because we're fearless and we don't back down. We got God on our side. But God needs to work through you. You've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at InfoWarsStore.com. And that is a 360 win. Nitric Boost, without me even knowing, became our number three bestseller because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds that clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillaries, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer nitric boost because it costs us so much to make. And now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, nitric boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gates. Give me liberty or give me death. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Yeah, so I think that's righteous frustration there. Bit of a rant to finish off the first hour. Tucker Carlson says it with a much uh, lower heart rate, you might say. But he makes a great point here talking to Russell Brand. But yeah, I I get frustrated that we get sold out by our politicians. I get frustrated that Americans work really, really hard and then they have to pay for other countries to to take all of our money and illegal immigrants to take all of our money instead of getting to live in the luxuries of their hard work and their labor. That does tick me off. But there's another aspect that should anger us all too, correctly pointed out here with a much lower heart rate, much better tone of voice perhaps, by Tucker Carlson in clip eight. I would say two things. First, 
we have a right to be mad, at least. And let me just again speak for Americans, middle-aged Americans, uh, which is what I am. You know, I've got four draft-age children. So if you're playing recklessly, fast and loose with their lives, then I have a right to despise you. And I do. So if you're Nikki Haley who's running for president or Ben Shapiro or half the people I see on television casually mentioning the possibility of nuclear war or sending Americans to fight in the Middle East or in any way involving us in a war that has nothing to do with prosperity and peace at home, nothing, in other words, to do with us, Americans, then I have a right to call you out and be really offended because it's my family. They live here. It's not a joke to me. It's, there's nothing abstract about it. And that is the difference between what's happening in the Middle East from what's happening in Ukraine, about which I had very strong feelings, but I didn't think there was a realistic possibility that my kids could be enmeshed in it. Now there is. So I think, you know, get some self-respect. I would say to my fellow Americans, get a clearer picture of what's important. Your children are important. Okay, that's number one, your children. And if they're threatening your children, I don't care what their justification is. They're your enemy. That's how I feel about it. Okay, number one. Number two in the United States, the right defends free speech. For most of my life, the left defended free speech in the United States. Till about 2014-15, Donald Trump, a lot of things happened. The parties inverted, the wings inverted, the left became avowed enemies of free speech, and it was really up to the right to defend the first, our First Amendment. The right to say what you think is true, not be a slave. Because, by the way, if you can't say what you think is true, you're not a, you're not a citizen, you're not a human being, you're a slave. So the right has been the group defending that sacred, God-given right. With the rise of this war in the Middle East, you're watching people on the right say, well, actually, you know, hate, there's a difference between hate speech and free speech. Well, no, there's not, actually. You may hate certain sorts of speech. Certain kinds of speech may be immoral, according to me. I think certain kinds of speech are immoral. Um, but if you're suggesting they should be illegal, you can use the power of the state to make me be quiet and enslave me then you are again my enemy. And you're seeing a lot of people on the right say that in the United States. And I'm absolutely shocked by it. I can't even believe what I'm watching. And I can't overstate my rage or my contempt for them. Because these are the people, and by the way, if they're not defending free speech in my country, no one is. And hmm. we're done. And we're going to have hate speech laws, which again are just laws of criminalizing speech that the people in charge hate, that they're threatened by. That's it. That's all they are. They're not on behalf of some oppressed group. Many of those groups are not actually oppressed, but it, leave that aside. Maybe they are oppressed, but it's not on their behalf that these laws will be passed. It's on behalf of the people in charge. And that's completely wrong. And you don't live in a free society. You don't live in a society of citizens and human beings. You live in a slave state when you have that. And, and the right, the people on the right who are calling for it should be deeply ashamed of themselves. So it's not just about our treasure getting stolen from us. It's also our blood being shed for interests that aren't ours. And, and I got to tell you, because I don't like to give these people much time a day, but just in, in, in lieu of the subject material here for this short segment, I mean, I, I listen to everybody. And I tune in because Mark Levin is on Sirius XM Patriot, usually when I'm leaving the office. And I tune in and Mark Levin is going on some rant about how important Israel is, how important funding Israel is. And if you don't support him, you're an anti-Semite. And it's just like, you're disgusting. You don't belong on a radio station called The Patriot. <laughs> you love Israel so much, they go move there. 
We are getting crushed in the housing market. We are getting crushed in the automobile market. We are getting crushed in our grocery bills. They're sitting here attacking you, attacking your economy, attacking your culture, attacking your borders. And then they say you're inhumane. to see a major awakening happening and it's it's normies that are realizing this too how our water supply is not even sacred to these sick people that run our government they poison the water supply and now there's documentaries coming out about how they poison it and it's not just the fluoride but but other chemical runoffs that end up getting into the water as well but they intentionally put the fluoride in there so this is a major, major thing happening. Americans saying, why do they put fluoride in our water? Oh, to dumb us down, to make us compliant. Exactly. Exactly. So you better be filtering your water. And we have the best water filters at the best price at InfoWarsStore.com. I have two of them in my house. I don't even cook without the filtered water. So I suggest you take advantage of these great water filters. Gravity fed, by the way. So gravity fed you just put the water in and the filters take care of the rest and then you've got clean drinking water or cooking water the alexa pure pro water filtration system available at infowarsstore.com cannot recommend it enough gotta be filtering your water ladies and gentlemen all right what else do we have here this uh let's kind of piggyback off of what we've been discussing Because this says it all. This says it all. You've got Mitt Romney telling you that supporting other countries is the most important thing that he can do as a senator. But then you have Kanye West being asked about the Israel-Palestine situation, and his response is perfect. And and I'm going to juxtapose these two clips And I'm going to explain why Kanye's response is perfect and how this is the mindset and how we've been tricked and bamboozled and brainwashed into not understanding this this very simple concept. So first, here's Mitt Romney telling you that getting $96 billion for Israel and Ukraine is the most important thing he's ever done as a senator in clip 11. The vote we will soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. You're disgusting. You are a disgusting human being. You are a you are a parasite on the Republic, Mitt Romney. You are filthy. You are total trash. The most important thing we'll do is fund Ukraine. The most important thing we'll do is arm Ukraine. The most important thing we'll do is fund and arm Israel. I'm trying to not blow up right now, but man, I'd like to I'd like to say a few non-radio friendly things to Mitt Romney here. That is just disgusting, but it tells you the whole story. Senator Mitt Romney thinks more about taking care of Ukraine and Israel than the American people. 
Senator Mitt Romney cares more about Ukraine and Israel than America. Why? Why, Mitt? Why is Ukraine and Israel more important than the United States of America? Again, if you love Ukraine so much, why don't you move there and become a politician there? If you love Israel so much, why don't you move there and become a politician there? I don't hear Ukrainian politicians saying how important it is to fund and arm us. I don't hear Israeli politicians saying how important it is to fund and arm us. Why do we always have to sacrifice? Why do we always have to get robbed and looted and give everything away and then hear from our government about how it's more important to take care of other countries than to take care of ourselves? You will die with that mentality, and that's why our country is dying. That's why every major metropolitan city you go to, there's now rot and decay and poverty and obesity and sickness and disease and stench. So somebody catches Kanye West out and asks him about Israel-Palestine, and his response is perfect. Here it is in clip 12. Your thoughts on Palestinians? Crazy and Palestinians? What'd you say? Your thoughts on the Palestinians? I, I don't have enough information on that. I'm okay. straight. I'm straight up from South Side of Chicago, born in Atlanta. I don't have that. I don't have enough information. It's love for everybody, but don't pull me to that conversation. I got, I got people. I got 14 kids dying every week in my city. You know, seriously, talk to me about that. Yes. All right. Thank you, Connie. The end of that quote there is everything. I got 14 kids a week dying in my city. Talk to me about that. Exactly. In fact, we didn't play our game. So, I mean, let's go ahead. Uh, Place your bets. It's kind of the sick little game we played to make a point. Go ahead and place your bets. I'm going to go over under three and a half shot dead in Chicago this weekend and and 15 shot. So, So, we'll just do Chicago this weekend. Three and a half shot and killed. 15 shot. And uh, go ahead and we'll, we'll pull up the numbers. So you had uh, one killed, 18 shots. So over on the shot, under on the killed. So there you go. So there's your Chicago numbers this weekend. One shot and killed, 18 shots. So over on the shot, under on the killed. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. And, and we do this all the time. We play this game every weekend. You can do it in St. Louis. You can do it in Baltimore. You can do it in Los Angeles. All the all, same thing, all these Democrat-run cities. But so, so why is Kanye's response so perfect? Because it's so obvious. It should be so involuntary that that's your response. But see, this is how we've been tricked. This is how we've been brainwashed. This is how we've been bamboozled. That somehow things that happen on the other side of the planet that have nothing to do with you are more important than your own backyard. I mean, let's actually go ahead. Let's see how bad it was in St. Louis. Go ahead. Plug in St. Louis shootings, guys. Let, I mean, let's just let's run the gambit here. Let's run the gambit here. How many were shot in St. Louis this weekend? Probably similar numbers. Maybe worse. Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, usually the worst. But see, that's what I'm saying. Oh, we need all this money for Ukraine. Oh, we need all this money for Israel. Oh, the poor people here, the poor people there, the war over here. There's a war in our damn streets. There's violence in our cities. There's death all over this country. Unnecessary death. So Kanye West just says, well, hey, 
why do you want to talk to me about something on the other side of the planet that I know nothing about that doesn't affect me? Hey, it's sad. I got love for everyone. I'm sure it's tragic, but you know, right down the street where I live in Chicago, South Side, we just had 18 people shot, one killed over the weekend. What about that? Who talks about that? When does that get brought up in the Senate? When does that get brought up in Congress? When is that be, when is that the big story on the mainstream news? Guys, what do we got? Come on. I want to see the numbers for St. Louis. I want to see the numbers for Baltimore. Let's just let's just run the gambit here. But see, because that's the problem is nobody talks about that. Nobody makes a big deal about your city running into decay. Nobody makes a big deal about your city being overwhelmed with violence and poverty. It's, oh, you need to care about Ukraine. You need to care about Israel. You need to care about Palestine. You need to care about this. You need to care about that. Well, what about what's going on in your own backyard, your own front yard? No, you don't talk about that. You don't want to talk about that. So I guess, so the media really only ports packaging it like Chicago. But I mean, what, what do we get for results? I mean, I'm sure there were shootings all over St. Louis, all over Baltimore. I mean, hell, just plug in a Google search shootings. Just plug in a Google search shootings this weekend. It'll, it'll just be everywhere. And, and see, so, and that's the only angle. And they won't even use that as an angle. They'll say, oh, look at all the gun crime in the United States of America. We need to take the guns. And, and there's your agenda again. Not to address the root cause, not to figure out why it's happening, who's doing it, why they're doing it, why it's in these certain areas. It's just, oh, there's all this violent crime. Let's take the guns, but then let's give guns to Ukraine. Shooting Arkansas, shooting South Carolina. So, I mean, shooting Michigan, shooting Memphis. Oh, yeah, Memphis, there's one too. Plenty going on in North Memphis. Of course, you had the shooting at the church, and that was the big story. But even that, it's like, yeah, I guess nobody nobody expects there to be a shooting in a church. But yeah, I mean, you know, South Side Chicago, North Side St. Louis, East Side St. Louis, Baltimore, North Memphis, yeah, shooting there, Asher. Six shots, Savannah, Georgia. But see, that's why that's why the response from Kanye West is, is so perfect. You want to sit here and obsess over the Israel-Palestine conflict. You want to sit here and make that the biggest story. You want to sit here and get my opinion on that. Ask me about the murders that happened in Chicago. Ask me about the kids that got shot in my hometown, Chicago, where I grew up with Americans that look like me and talk like me and listen to the same music and watch the same television and watch the same movies. Ask me what's happening there. Oh, no, no, no. That's not a big story. And it's all totally unnecessary. And then you've got this crime spree continuing where, and B-roll for me, clip four, it's this, it's this retail crime theft, shootings in New York, including two teens. And, and they go in and they do this mass retail, this organized retail theft, and they just run in there, grab dozens of purses, and then run out. But they're entitled, and, and the Democrats tell them they're entitled because they're black. I'm serious. And then they attack the workers who try to stop it. This guy tries to stop them, and, and then this, this, this woman punches him because he tried to stop criminals. Say, hey, I'm, I'm black. I, I am entitled to steal from you. 
I mean, imagine what that does to your culture. And that's what the Democrats have told them, though. AOC says, hey, it's just shootings that happen in downtown metropolitan areas, Democrat areas, and never gets covered on the news. Because that's just par for the course. Yeah, Democrat city, black on black crime, we don't care about that. We got $95 billion for Ukraine and Israel. Sure, the the rap culture and everything says, yeah, gang bang and, and shoot them and kill cops and everything. And then they and then they do engage in, in mass retail theft, and the Democrats say, "Hey, that's fine. They're too poor to eat. Let them steal." And it's this sick cycle, and, and it's all unnecessary. And, oh, but if you talk about it, you're a racist. Please, please. No, that's not a racist because you care. It's the exact opposite. The racist is the Democrat that says, oh, black people are living in poverty, so just have a culture of violence and crime. And we've got $95 billion for Ukraine and Israel, but you have to steal a purse to eat a loaf of bread. You have to steal a purse to feed your kids. And that's good for America. That's good for you. $95 billion for Ukraine and Israel. And we could play these clips all day long. Now, here's something incredible. This is Al Sharpton and Ben Crump, uh, Ben Crump, big BLM attorney, big leftist activist attorney. And then, of course, uh, Al Sharpton, one of the leading race hustlers ever of all time in the United States of America. And they're sitting down or, or standing up, whatever, having a game, a pool, talking about black crime. And, of course, it's racist that black people commit crimes because the laws are racist now, I want you to listen to this clip, and there's unironically an element of truth that, that I've been talking about, but they kind of miss the boat because they're st- still focused on their, their, their racism, their race card. But, but here's Al Sharpton and attorney Ben Crump discovering why black people commit crime in clip two. We can get rid of all the crime in America overnight, just like that. And people ask how, attorney Crump. Change the definition of crime. Mm. Of course. Oh. If you get to define what conduct is going to be made criminal, you can predict who the criminal is going to be. I mean, it sounds yeah. like we're criminal, though. Yeah. Our existence no, is the culture. criminal. But they That's made no, the no. laws They make the law to criminalize our culture. To fit up. Black culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so when I think of Eric Garner, I always think of stuff like that. Lucy cigarettes. I did nothing. We sitting here the whole time. None of our business. We told you. Who got you doing? Who got your cigarette to? Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Guy lost his life. Yeah. And then George Floyd was trying to buy cigarettes and so forth. So you have to think about the profiling things that they come up with, the profilers for. Pretext your reasons. And it happens every day, y'all. They will come and say, you can't wear baggy pants. Mm -hmm. Make Mm -hmm. that a crime. You can't have milk cartons in your yard. Make that a crime. I said that. So, so it's actually really, he, he tries to obfuscate from what he actually said. He basically just said, crime is black culture. Of course, not for him. He's rich. He's a successful attorney. So for him, it doesn't matter. And then he says, oh, George Floyd was a victim of racist laws. No, George Floyd abused drugs, was a career criminal, and was using counterfeit money. Is that black culture? Well, according to attorney Ben Crump, it is. But it's not his culture. Why? Because he's rich. So he'll profit off of George Floyd. 
But then he'll say, oh, George Floyd was just engaging in black culture. Uh, but, but not Ben Crump's black culture. He wears fancy suits and ties and is worth millions of dollars. And then they say, well, you got to change what the definition of a crime is. Well, okay, we could get rid of all rapists too with that logic. You can get rid of all rapists tomorrow. Just change the definition of rape. So, so I mean, imagine playing that logic out. But it just shows how dumb these people actually are. They're pseudo-intellectuals. Ben Crump takes advantage of, of downtrodden black people. And then he's, he's too dumb to even realize what he's actually saying. So Ben Crump just said black culture is committing crime, so we need to change the laws so that it's not a crime anymore. Well, what would, would abusing... Fe- okay, so, but let's actually think logically about this because there is, there is actually a, a window of truth there. Should, should using fentanyl to the point of overdosing be considered a crime? I would say no. I'm against the war on drugs. Now, if you want to say using drugs as black culture, that's a Ben Crump thing. But no, I'm against the war on drugs. If you want to bomb off, if you want to bomb out your brain on drugs, I don't think that's considered a crime in my book. It's a victimless crime, shouldn't be a crime. I also don't think that should be attributed to anybody's culture, Ben Crump does. Because he loves swooping in when the victims happen. And making millions of dollars. Using counterfeit bills, should that be a crime? Fighting with police officers, should that be a crime? Holding a gun to somebody's head while you rob them, should that be a crime? These are all things George Floyd did, so... Should those things not be considered a crime then so that George Floyd isn't a victim of criminal justice? That's what Ben Crump is arguing here. But of course, he doesn't actually mean that because if you get rid of of those things being considered a crime, then Ben Crump has no job. Ben Crump swoops in whenever a black person commits a crime and then resists arrest and dies, and then he makes millions of dollars. So yeah, Ben Crump ain't smoking no fentanyl. Ben Crump ain't using no counterfeit bills. Ben Crump ain't ain't robbing someone at gunpoint. So maybe Ben Crump ain't black. No, Ben Crump is a multi-millionaire race hustler, just like Al Sharpton. And then they sit around a pool hall pretending like, yeah, we know about black culture. Yeah, we know about the hood. Yeah, we know about the downtrodden black folk. They don't give a damn. They couldn't care less about poor black folks other than finding a way to make themselves rich off of them. We just need to change the definition of a crime. So yeah, okay, okay, Ben, so people should be allowed to rob? So when I watch mass retail theft? But you can go case by case. Should Eric Gardner have been treated like that by law enforcement? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know what really cures this? You know what really cures this? Not moving all of our manufacturing and production jobs overseas. You know what really cures this? Not giving $95 billion to Ukraine and Israel, but instead injecting that into our own infrastructure, our own cities, our own rec centers. You know what really solves that? Not bringing in 2 million illegal immigrants every year that take these jobs from Americans not, not giving everything in the inner cities away to illegal immigrants, but instead taking care of the American people first. That's your actual solution. Yeah, there can be some 
There can certainly be some criminal justice reform. There could certainly be some 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 law reform in this country and prison reform. I'm, I've been preaching that for years. But but for those phonies, for those phonies to say, well, we just need to change the definition of a crime, and then there'll be no criminals. Okay, we can change the definition of murder, and then there'll be no murderers. We can change the definition of rape, and then there'll be no rape. But I bet Ben Crump wouldn't like to be robbed with his millions of dollars and his fancy suits and ties pretending like he knows about black culture, like he knows about the hood, a total fraud, a total phony. But he provides no solutions, and he doesn't want the solutions. He wants black folks to be downtrodden. He wants them to break the law. He wants them to resist arrest and get killed by police because that's when he swoops in and makes millions of dollars. And same with that race hustler, Al Sharpton. You want to know who's keeping black people down? You're looking at two of them right there. It's not, hey, you know, stop breaking the law because he wouldn't want to say that because then he wouldn't be rich. But folks, we're standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsTore.com, then I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsTore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Give me liberty or give me death. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. What is 15 times 4? 15 times 4? Guys. 23. 23? 48. 48. 48. It's 48. I would say 48. I would say 48. I'd say 48. What is 15 wow, times 4? there's four? college students. College students at Kennesaw State University, and they don't know what four times fifteen is. Uh, we got problems. We got problems. Basic math, they can't do it. We got problems. How bad is it really at the universities? I mean, that's got to be like as bad as it gets. I'm guessing. I don't know if it gets worse than that, but how bad is it really? They don't know much history. They don't know basic math. They don't even know what goes on in the in, in the real world, the modern world today. They fall for all kinds of propaganda. What are they even taught? We got a problem. We got a problem. And a lot of it comes from the culture, unfortunately. And so this was shared with me. Uh, I guess this was a, um, a pre-Super Bowl performance by a young lady named Ice Spice. 
I, I can't say I'm familiar with any of her music, so so I hate to come on here and say that it's no good. But based off of this performance, I'm guessing that she doesn't make any good music. But so this is a musician. This is a pop culture musician. <laughs> if your kids are watching, you may just want to you may just want to take a two minute break from the screen here. Uh, th- this is the same. This is the same girl that did the satanic thing with the upside down cross when she was flashed on the big screen. But um, she gets introduced at a pregame Super Bowl party, and and this was her performance. So so you tell me, what does this inspire a young generation of Americans? What does this inspire young girls to do and to create when you see this as a musical performance in clip thirteen? So if you're audio audience here, what you have is this young girl. I mean, she can't be that old. She hasn't been around for very long as far as I know. I'm curious how old she is. My guess is she's like probably like low 20s or something. And so she comes out on the stage and she just curses and she comes out in a thong and a bra and she just curses and bends over and shakes her ass. It's like, oh, hey. What's up? What do you do? Oh, I'm a musician. Oh, really? That's cool. What's your style? Big ass? What do you mean? What kind of style is that? Oh, I just have a big ass. Yeah, I just I just bend over with a thong and just show people my ass. That's my music. Oh, that's music now? Oh, yeah, you didn't know I'm Ice Spice. I'm cooler than you. I just curse and I and I dance naked and show people my my fat ass. That's music now. How does that even succeed? Is the question. How does that, who even listens to that? I mean, even, you can even tell just by the cadence and the sound and the noise of the music, it's satanic. I mean, say what you want about Taylor Swift. I don't know. She ain't doing nothing like that. But yeah, there's the same girl uh, showing off her uh, upside down cross, letting people know what she's all about. Yeah, I'm a musician. I'm my spice. Don't you know my music? No, I never heard of it. What genre is it? Big ass. Yeah, I just curse and just show people my ass. Oh, that's music. So you you may remember. Okay, so so musicians, artists, actors, athletes, people that have a platform, people that have a stage, those are those are inspirational figures. Creationally. Now, so what do you think she's inspiring? You may have seen the video. The crew might even be able to find it here. I'm putting them on the spot. If they don't, it's no big deal. There was a there was a viral video, probably got seen tens of millions of times on Instagram and on Twitter. And it's this little girl's birthday party. And she can't be much more than like four or five years old. And and it's her and all of her friends, and they're twerking to I don't know, Ice Spice or some music. And they're literally twerking at four or five years old. So, so that's what Ice Spice is doing to young kids. So that's your culture now. Be a slut, be a whore, have a potty mouth, 
And see, you'll be like I Spice. You'll be cool. You'll be popular. You'll be famous. You'll be rich. Doesn't matter if you don't have any talent. Just show people how fat your ass is. So, so this is a cultural problem right here. That's, you can, you can call it demonic and it is, but no, this is cultural rot. This is cultural decay. This is cultural suicide. And, and any, and any young girl that gets inspired by that, cause you're not going to be rich or famous. No, you're going to sell your soul. You're going to be empty. You're going to be lonely and you're going to, and you're going to look like a fool. And so that's what they're creating. That's what they're doing. And they bring her out there and she has no talent at all. I mean, thank God they didn't have her for the halftime show. I mean, at least Usher is talented. So you go from Usher who can sing and dance to I Spice who can do neither. Yikes. Yikes. All right, this is a crazy one. This is crazy. Now, so we played a we played a news clip yesterday where in Massachusetts, and it's all this front propaganda campaign with this this Harvard diversity uh, chief bringing in illegal immigrants into his house, and then oh, but they're not going to be on camera. We're just going to brag about how great we are. Well, well, this is all over the news now. So they got all these little puff pieces where they're bringing the illegal immigrants into your homes, just as we predicted they would. And, I mean, this is crazy. And look, hey, if, if it works for you, if you want it, then whatever. Plenty of illegal immigrants we can put in your house if you want to. But but just see if you notice anything. See if, Listen closely to this, to this clip. This is wild. So this is a lady who brought in, who has an illegal immigrant living in her home now. And just see if anything about this clip sticks out to you. Listen closely and see if anything just makes you go, huh, in clip seven. It's a delight. And it's really fun having them. What I realized is there's so much prejudice against refugees, mostly because people don't know them. Lisa says she feels like she has her own personal chef as Wildande loves cooking. Her own personal chef, Wildande. Give it to me one more time. It's a delight. And it's really fun having them. What I realized is there's so much prejudice against refugees, mostly because people don't know them. Lisa says she feels like she has her own personal chef as Wildande loves cooking. Lisa has her own personal chef, Wildande, in her house now. She's like, oh, it's so great having them. It's so great. I have my own personal chef. She cleans up after my family, too. She does the dishes. Oh, oh. Hmm. Am I missing something here? All right. If it works for you. If it works for you, there's the headline from Kellen McBreen. <laughs> Dems embrace woke slavery. White liberal woman takes in Haitian illegals. It's like having your own personal chef. <laughs> and you can just see the smugness. She's like, oh. It's like Ben Crump. It's like, I'm so much better than everyone else. I'm taking in an illegal immigrant, and it's just basically their house slave. Ben Crump, I'm helping the black people, but then he keeps them committing crimes. But this is incredible. Here's Sonny Hostin getting some bad news on The View last week in clip 17. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican. 
you know, half Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I was, uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. Oh! <laughs> we may have to replay this with the longer clip for better context. Uh-oh. Oh, no, Sonny. Say it ain't so. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid still highly toxic but containable now these companies had a stockpile of this poison and there was no affordable way to dispose of it lucky for them one of their major stockholders was also the secretary of the treasury who was responsible for the public health service at the time and by 1950 the u.s government began buying this toxic untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com forward slash show. stuff it's just it's too rich from the from the white liberal oh i love taking in refugees they cook my food and clean my house i'm so great aren't i (laughs) i can't even write this stuff it's so funny did you see the smug arrogance on her face like she's so much better than you oh i wonder what my slave i mean refugee is cooking tonight but hey if it works for them and they're happy then fine I just don't want to pay for it all. I'm wondering if she's getting paid, by the way. But but I want to re-go into this Sonny Hostin story because it's just too rich. It really is. I, but look, I've got some other serious news to cover as well. And we're going to get into the serious stuff again in the third hour. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why, I slept all right last night. For some reason, like right about right about 2 o'clock as I'm printing all my news and getting ready to prepare at the news desk, for some reason I hit this wall and I started yawning. I was like, oh my gosh, why am I getting tired all of a sudden? It might have been because I had uh, two big sandwiches right about 1 o'clock. And I think maybe the, the, post, the post sandwich energy drain was starting to hit right about 2. But no worries. 
because I've got a canister of Turbo Force Plus at my desk. So 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop of Turbo Force Plus, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com, on sale right now, by the way. And and this stuff sells out. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't check where we're at as far as stock is concerned, but this stuff does sell out regularly. And so if you're a regular user of Turbo Force Plus like I am, I would suggest stocking up. In fact, I think I'm going to restock up. 40% off right now, TurboForce Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, have I seemed tired at all today? Or have I seemed uh, extra extra filled with energy and vigor? Yeah, I would say the latter. That's thanks to TurboForce Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. But you combine that with the BrainForce Plus or the BrainForce Ultra, one a liquid tincture, one a capsule, whichever one you like. You combine the TurboForce Plus with the BrainForce Plus or the BrainForce Ultra. Maximum energy, maximum focus. So if you've got a big presentation at work, a final exam, you've got to host a three-hour talk show, whatever the story is, TurboForce Plus and BrainForce Plus, InfoWarsStore.com is your source. And, of course, it's your support there that keeps us on the air. All right. Sonny Hostin. Always race-baiting. Always bringing up how bad slavery was. Always talking about how she's a victim of racism. And then she gets some interesting results from her DNA and genealogy tests. Uh, Sonny, it turns out you're actually from Europe and your family owned slaves. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican, you know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was, uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. <laughs> yeah. So how are you feeling, yeah. my friend? Um, I just, um, I think it's actually pretty interesting that um, my husband and I have shared roots. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, and I think Wait, it's her husband's white? children mm-hmm. to know this information. Um, I guess it's a fact of life. That no. uh, this is how some people made their living Ooh. on the backs of others. Yeah. you. Well, your family. Actually, specifically your family. <laughs> hey, look, we're not the people that sit here and say, if you own slaves, you're the worst person ever. If you're this color, skin color or that skin color, you owe people reparations or all this crap. That's you, Sonny. That's you. So, yeah, I am going to laugh. And uh, I'm going to laugh even harder, actually, because I happen to know my family genealogy as well. It's been traced back to the early 1600s. None of them owned slaves. So, mm. so even my pasty white ass, no slave ownership in my family's history. But you, though, you, the liberal that wants reparations, you, the liberal that cries racism every time you go on air, your family owned slaves. Ha, slave owner. Sonny Hostin, the slave owner. Sounds good on her. And she starts... She starts clutching her pearls like, oh, gee, I, I didn't know that. Oh, crap. My whole on-air personality is spoiled now. Oh, how embarrassing. I'm a total fraud. I'm a total phony. Yeah, I like to think of myself as above that. I like to think of myself as better than everybody else. Turns out I'm not. Wow, a liberal getting a taste of reality. So, so here she is, though, responding to this news when she goes on The View and trying to scoff it off with the host on The View. Guys, just roll these clips back to back. You know, I was really reluctant. I don't know how you felt when you did it, Whoopi, but I was really reluctant to do it. Because, because you need to be a fraud. I just sensed that you there be a fraud. could be something in my See, family. Pause it. This is actually history. perfect. This is actually perfect. 
I was reluctant to take it and find out because then it would be proven that I was a total fraud and a total phony. Oh, how rich. How perfect. The encapsulation of the liberal mind in one little clip. Oh, oh, Democrats, Democrat voters want to raise your taxes. Well, how about you pay more taxes? You want to pay my taxes? Well, of course not. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. I see. So you're all talk. You're just a total phony. Gotcha. Just like Sonny. So, so, but th- that's the perfect response. And we'll start it from the beginning. It's like, well, yeah, I talk a big game and I have a big mouth, but, but really, I, I was afraid if, if the rubber met the road that I would be exposed as a total fraud, a total phony. And then she tries to act righteous, like, but I did it anyway because I'm so brave and I'm so great that I just did it anyway, even though it risked exposing my entire, my entire position politically on the air here as a phony position and a fraud position. I did it anyway because I'm still so much better than everybody else. Just incredible. I was reluctant. I was reluctant to take the test because I knew if I took the test, I would be exposed as a fraud. Exactly. That, that is the entire left-wing ideology in a nutshell. They know it's all fake. They know men can't get pregnant. They know there's no such thing as a trans kid. They know the border is insecure. They're, they know there was no Trump-Russia collusion. They know everything they believe is a lie. That's why they won't debate. That's why they censor the opposition. That's why Sonny Hostin didn't want to take the test and expose herself. Because they know it's all a lie. And they use the lie to dominate you. And then when the truth comes out, they realize they no longer have the moral high ground. They no longer can dominate you. And here's Sonny Hostin admitting it again, play it from the top. You know, I was really reluctant. I don't know how you felt when you did it, Whoopi, but I was really reluctant to do it because... I just sensed that there could be something in my family history that would be um, disappointing. Um, Negative. Negative, yes. I thought I was going to have that kind of moment. And Skip had asked me to do it for a long time. And I finally decided to do it because I thought it'd be helpful for my children and my children's children to know what their real real history was. So they can pay reparations now? But what I found out was that my mother's family, while... Um, they are Puerto Rican, they actually originate from Spain. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they moved to Puerto Rico is because the slave trade Mm -hmm. had been sort of canceled in Spain and then Curacao. And then they moved all of their slaves to Puerto Rico. They were hardcore slave owners. The family business, I have been told that they were printers and journalists, but they were in fact enslavers. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mother, (laughs) it's a hush fell over the audience. It was deeply disappointing. At first, I was deeply disappointed. Um, the I still, slave thing is a bummer. It's a bummer. And I still believe, <laughs> I still believe in reparations, like, by whoa. the way, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying that I'm a white girl and that I don't deserve Yeah, pay your reparations in, white girl. That's, I still believe oh, that... Someone did this, that to you? Yeah. I don't know who what? sent her a thing telling her she was a white girl. Okay, it's, it's, it's too much, people. But, Clean off Let's see the makeup off. television screen. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a lot. So I, Let's I, see her without the makeup. I, I still believe in reparations. I still believe this country has a lot to do in surgery. terms of racial justice. Um, and the fake hair. But what I will say, Sarah, to your question is that I feel that um, I'm enriched by knowing oh, that there it is. history. Yeah. I, I'm enriched. She's still better and I'm than you. Actually, she's even more better than you Actually, she's even more better than you now. 
has come so far from being enslavers to my mother marrying my father in 1968. But only her, only she's better, only she's risen above it, not the other white people. Yes, the other white people. That's classic stuff right there. So so she'll sit on air and lambast slave owners and, and go about reparations and how everybody's a victim of slavery, but then she finds out that she descends from a family of hardcore enslavers. I mean, hardcore. They made it illegal in Europe, so she, her family went to Puerto Rico to keep their slaves and to enslave even more. And then she says, I'm still better than everybody else because I took the test. I'm still better than everybody else because I still stick to my laurels and I still demand reparations. But she won't pay them. How much money is Sonny Hostin worth? I want to see Sonny Hostin empty her bank account now and give it to all the victims of Puerto Rican slavery. I want Sonny Hostin to find all the slaves that her family owned and to give them all of her money tomorrow. I mean, you said you're for reparations, Sonny, so put your money where your mouth is. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking and it? I, about four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my, in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But, so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. 